You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. I'm Angie. Thanks for joining us again this week. And in the studio with me is Mark Bird with Revive Ohio. Hello, Mark. Hello, Angie. We are now in the middle of July, and I think that it's time to just take a look back at this Summer of Hope. We started the Summer of Hope series in the middle of May, and we've been talking a lot about different things and how they associate with hope. And so today I want to summarize a little bit, and then we'll tell our friends out there what we're going to be doing for the rest of the summer, because I think it's going to be pretty darn exciting. Yeah, I'm excited about it, Angie. So we started off just by defining what hope was. So let's start there. I agree, Angie. Of course, what you and I talked about even, Angie, and what we hope that this thread runs through all of the week's uh, teachings and lessons is about sharing hope. And so yes. we need to know what hope is, right? And that's, we have I to guess, understand it. where we got started was people need hope right now. So how can we be equipped to properly share it. We have to understand it for ourselves, correct? I agree. Yeah. You have to digest it before you can share it out, right? Yeah. And so I think this verse to start with today, Angie, is really the culmination of what our prayer is and what we really want the message to be. And this comes from 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, it says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And of course, we've referenced this. Uh, different folks have come and talked about this as well, Angie. And this really, like I mentioned, is our prayer that we hope that people are preparing themselves, all believers, through a time like this, through uncertainty, through troubles and all these things. We have to be the hope. You've heard it said many times, Angie, it comes in different forms. Like you might be the only Bible that someone ever reads. You might be the only Jesus that people ever meet, those sorts of things. And this really is the culmination of what we're trying to say. What Peter is encouraging the body of Christ in is always be ready for that. Because obviously this was a a similar thing in his culture, in his time, that he understood people needed hope. And the hope that we have is in Christ and that alone. And what he's saying here is be always ready to give that reason, to share that hope. And that's really what we hope to have people take away during this summer of hope, a way to share Christ and share this hope with other people. We don't know what's next But a lot of people are talking about it getting worse because things have to happen before Christ comes back. That's what we know. Right. And if that is truly this time, if we are truly entering into the end times, there are going to be people who are going to be searching even more so for hope because they're going to live in fear if they don't. And that's another one that we talked about, which we'll get to in just a minute. So it is really important to know the hope that we have learned about through Jesus Christ. We have learned that he is our hope, but we have to be able to stand on that. And so these scriptures that you're given are really great to be able to stand on. Yeah, Angie, and I'm going to go back just a couple chapters here in First Peter to First Peter 1, and I'm going to look at verse 13. And I love this because in preparing ourselves with this hope, with this knowledge, with this 
if you will, revelation of Jesus Christ, because hope is Jesus Christ. Our hope is in him, and I'll tell you, our hope is him. He's the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega. It says this in verse 13, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Rest your mind on that. Focus on that. Let that gird up. Let that prop up your mind. It's, yeah, what does gird actually mean? Let's I, break it down just yeah, a little bit. That's a great question. Is when something's girded up, like you're putting something on, like when you gird yourself up with armor or something like that, you're putting it on, you're propping yourself up. Oh. And so this is what it's referring to when it says gird up your mind, really like lift up your mind, protect it. Um, put something on. And, and in another scripture, it talks about putting on the mind of Christ, right? We have the mind of Christ. Gird up the loins of your mind, Peter is saying. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So at the revelation of Jesus Christ, grace will be brought to us. What does grace produce? It produces hope. Mm. I think so, Angie. When someone first tells you that your sins can be forgiven, Jesus Christ paid for them, that grace brings you hope. Yes. Yes. Amen. And so now I'm going to pop back and I'm going to read a scripture here in Romans 15. This is Romans 15, 13. And it says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So here we see Jesus being our hope and by the power of his spirit. What this is saying here, this is Paul actually praying, may the God of hope fill you with all joy. So Angie, if I'm saying these words to you, I'm issuing these to you as a prayer. Angie, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. You gotta have faith. That believing part is the faith part. May you be filled with joy and peace in that believing that you may abound in hope. You may be full in that hope. You may be surrounded. You may be lifted up. Mm. When you're abounding in something, you're filled up, you're lifted up, your countenance rises, right? I've watched hope many, many times on the street as we walk people through the gospel. We mm. just take those five verses and I watch their countenance Yes. be actually physically lifted up. Yes. The corners of their mouths turn up. <laughs> A smile comes. It lifts things up. And this is what this verse is saying to me. And it's by the power of the Holy Spirit, Angie. Mm, because amen. what's happening, Angie, is the Holy Spirit is illuminating that word. It's his power that's bringing that word to life mm -hmm. in that person. And they're abounding in hope. It, it causes their hearts, it causes their spirits to abound in that hope, to be filled with and lifted up. And so that takes me, Angie, to the very last piece of this. As we're reviewing this whole summer of hope, this to me is what it boils down to. This is out of Hebrews 11, and this is what is very commonly referred to as the faith chapter. But in the very beginning, it is now faith is the substance 
or the realization of things hoped for. It's the evidence or it's the confidence of things not seen. So Angie, we talked about just briefly last week, we talked about how can you possibly have hope in someone or something that you can't see. Well, Mm. you can't without faith. And we skip down to verse six and it says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is number one and number two, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It's kind of like what we talked about last week. It's the prize. It's like, what is the reward? I think Mm. is the word that we talked about last week. Without that vision of the reward and our focus on that, we can't have hope and we can't do it without faith. And so faith is the trigger that opens us up to hope. And again, like Paul said to the Romans, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's making the Holy Spirit or allowing God's Holy Spirit to be active in our life, to activate the hope and activate our faith. I think that's what it all boils down to. Mm, Wow. Yeah, that's a great summary. So let's talk about a couple of different things that we were able to cover in these last several weeks. We talked about sharing the hope that we know, knowing it and then sharing it, and really how our faith builds Mm. in the midst of all of that. But we talked about fear. Is fear the evidence of a lack of hope? I think it's a competitor. Mm, There's a good, that's good. Fear competes against our hope. And so... I think every believer would say, without a doubt, without argument, without any argument of doctrine, I think everybody would agree that fear is a tool of the enemy. Yeah, it tries to steal our hope. It does. And it tries to steal our courage. It tries to steal our faith. It tries to steal our hope. It is anti-God. Yes. Because perfect love. Cast out fear. It does, right? (laughs) And so we've talked about that, but it's so true. Yeah, we also talked about courage, and I I liked this because we kind of went from a negative sort of word to a positive word, and then back and forth a few weeks in a row, and I I like that. It wasn't (laughs) all just downer weeks, right? but courage was really uplifting, and it made me want to just charge in. What is it about courage that brings us hope? And again, you know, God told Joshua, be strong and courageous, right? Yeah. We have to be encouraged to move into having courage. So we have to be encouraged to invoke courage. Mm. Here's the interesting side, Angie, what you just said. We tried to look at this in a reality, Mm -hmm. right? So in the midst of storms, trials, tribulations in our lives, we have all these things coming against us. We have fear. We have change. We have... (laughs) All these things that are coming at us, but what we have to focus on, like you said, is there's good parts and there's bad parts to hope. So what is reality? All of it defined is the fullness of it. Mm. And part of it is how it touches our emotions. Our emotions change, but faith never changes. God never changes. Hope never changes. Hope doesn't disappoint. Mm. Hope doesn't fail. Love doesn't fail. 
And so I love it because we were able to really examine in reality. I think in a super practical way, we looked at all the aspects of hope, mm -hmm. things that Absolutely. come against it and the things that drive it. Right. And and I know one of the scriptures that we covered in this particular week was Psalm 27, 14, which talks about waiting on the Lord and being strong and taking heart or have courage. Yep. And we also talked about perseverance in that, in waiting on the Lord and persevering through these things. So like you said, we talked about the things that try to rob us of hope and then things that we should stand on to continue in that hope. And uh, so we covered perseverance and we ended with obedience just last week. But let's talk for a moment about joy, because our guest <laughs> back in June was full of joy. Yes. And and it was, you just could not sit here and not have a smile on your face, right? Right. And so what is it about hope that brings us so much joy? I love how you say that people's countenance actually change. What is it about that, that I guess it's got to be to the burdens that have just been lifted off of them. But there's something about hope that takes us forward and that brings us joy. What is that? What is that magical quality? And I think joy feeds our hope because I know this, Angie, my hope meter <laughs> goes way up when I listen to this friend of mine and when he starts bubbling out that joy. And, and Jesus talked about out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And to me, that is a beautiful picture of, of joy, right? Yes, and, absolutely. and it, what it does when that water rushes over me, my hope level goes way up. Yes, that's true. I definitely loved all these different topics. I loved how we, we really dug in. I want to talk for just a quick moment about Thanksgiving mm. and how does Thanksgiving play into our hope? We didn't actually cover this as a topic, but it just kind of dawned on me. How does thankfulness help us to remember hope? Yeah, and it's described as the fruit of our lips, giving thanks. What is that fruit? It's the Holy Spirit. What are the fruits of the Spirit? What are the evidences of the Holy Spirit? It's that fruit coming out of our mouths, mm, right? Yes. Giving thanks, and that's what it will produce. And so just like you could even pull out Pentecost, because think about this at Pentecost, Angie. What did the people hear? We heard them glorifying and praising God in our own languages yes. because that thanksgiving was coming forth. That's how they knew it was from God. Yes. Because the thanksgiving was giving thanks to God and for his outpouring. Yes. Yeah. And so that to me is a perfect picture of how that comes together. I am privileged to introduce and welcome my dear friend, my brother, my fellow pastor, my fellow evangelist, uh, Brother Ron Hoxima. Ron, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you, Brother Mark. It's so good to be with you. Absolutely. Glad to be a part of it with you. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time out, Ron. You're super busy right now. But listen, here's the cool thing is because what we want our, our listeners to do, especially during this time, right? This is, as we sure. have mentioned so many times, this is the summer of hope. Because listen, if mm -hmm. we got nothing to deal, right, we got nothing to offer, nothing to provide. Mm -hmm. But we have, we do have hope, Pastor Ron. Amen. We have hope to offer because we have hope Amen. within us, right? When you shared with me about the theme, you know, about hope and hope for the summer, I 
my mind immediately went to First Peter three fifteen, it, it, and I'll, I'll read it. It says, "But in your hearts, and there's different versions. You know, I think this is the NIV. But in your hearts, revere Christ, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have." And I love this, uh, brother Mark, where it says. But do this with gentleness and respect. Wow. Keeping a clear conscience. Isn't that good? And, you know, it really, Peter writes that. It it says keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. And, you know, I think that's important to have that piece in there, too, because, you know, it was a very hostile environment often that Peter and they would share in the hope of Christ and the reason that they have. And sometimes we're, you know, it can be a hostile environment, but I just love that sense, Mark, of how that encourages me. That text is just, it reminds me that every day I need to, you know, this is your day, Lord, you know? Yeah. And I call it like having that spiritual antenna up. Mm. It's like always prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have in Christ, you know, because we never know, even in this COVID time, you know, can I give you a a little example? Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect, Ron. Yeah. Oh, it was during the COVID uh, when it was pretty intense, you know, lockdown and stuff, but we had a Sunday afternoon. It was a beautiful day. Michelle, myself, Tyler, we decided to go over to Port Clinton, beautiful Port Clinton over there. And, and we just ended up getting, uh, trying to find some food. Well, there was one of the barn grills there, uh, in Port Clinton. They had, they were actually serving some food, but I'll just make a long story short. We went in to get food. The owner was there, only one cook, just the two of them. The place had practically been shut down. And she invited us in while we waited for our food. And I just ended up talking with her and just hearing her story and hearing her stress and hearing her struggle. And I, I'm grateful that God had put on my heart to be aware because, you know, I was just, we were just looking for food, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that text always says, always be prepared, you know, to give a reason for the hope. And I, we had a chance to encourage her, you know, with her, with her business and, and, you know, even with Revive, always being ready, right? To give, share the gospel that's and right. pray. We had a chance to, to pray with her and encourage her. So, you know, I just think it's always, you just never know. We never know. And I know how this works, Ron. I would guess, I would bet even that you were encouraged in doing that, encouraging her. Oh, absolutely, totally. Because, you know, we had been pretty isolated. I have, you know, you know, Tyler, you know, our family so much. I love you guys so much. We love you and you love us and and our families. And Tyler, our special needs boy, he's 31 now and he has a rare syndrome called Angelman syndrome. So he you know, he, he has to live with us, but he, he gets around good and he goes to his, his, uh, in fact, he's there right now at his, his normal daycare, new vision, uh, daycare that he loves so much. And, uh, but during the COVID we had to, we had to keep him home. And so, yes, exactly. We were, we were in that time of just that season of lockdown and man, I was just, oh, just, it was really a hard time. And for Tyler too. And that was a day that we had gotten out it was one of the first days we'd really taken a trip out and gone out and saw some people and talked to people. And I can't tell you how good it felt to right. just talk with someone and hear their story and pray with them and encourage them. And she was a believer, the, the gal there, but she's a believer in the Lord. So it was a double blessing to just be able to encourage her, you know. 
And that's awesome, Ron. And so when we think about and talk about doing things differently, like sharing hope Mm -hmm. differently than Mm -hmm. we had pre-planned it, Ryan, we were all in the midst of the same struggle and the the same things going on. But then we had to realize, like you're saying, we have to be Mm -hmm. always ready to give a reason for that hope within us. And here you were, Ron, Mm -hmm. and we were all in lockdown. And now you had to turn and offer hope to your own son, right? Which... You didn't mind, like, none of us minded being in lockdown with our families, but yet we needed to keep on sharing hope. And then you had to keep sharing hope with Tyler. And then when he got released to go out, then, man, you got to turn around and share hope and encourage somebody else who was struggling in a different sense that day. Wow, that's good, Brother Mark, because I'll tell you what, you're exactly right. That was a seven-week stint that Tyler and our our church had, uh, we have a lot of elderly in our church and we just were, we were just been very careful. So we had pretty much shut down, you know, operations almost really and doing the Zoom things as much as we can, trying our best, still developing the technical things they need to develop yet with Facebook. And, and, you know, that's the other thing. There's always hope. I mean, as you know, with so many pastors and churches, I mean, the COVID thing has actually helped the church I've been serving to realize the importance of starting to get more connected with the Zoom meetings, which we've enjoyed very much now with our leadership and our Sunday school and some prayer meetings through it, through the value of things like Facebook and live. We just did our first live service. Well, you came to it, brother. Thank you yes, so sir. much. I love you. It's my last service there at the church with them because I'm moving to South Carolina, but we did it in the parking lot. And, you know, that's a new step for a church out in the country, not used to that, but that gives hope. You know, Mark, I, I don't know if you know this, but the folks that came there wasn't a large group. It was our first time ever doing a parking lot outdoor service, but you came brother and spoke and shared hope with, with folks that have been so locked down and haven't seen each other. And so I think you're right. I think maybe what God, he uses everything. God uses everything and maybe what the Lord is doing with COVID is saying, church, we got to think outside the box. We got to think out some new ways to share hope, the hope of Jesus Christ and the hope of God's love through Christ with others. And sometimes it's just talking to your neighbor, you know, more. Yeah, yeah that's so <laughs> true, Ron. It's like, don't look so far beyond when it's right next door, right? Exactly. Exactly. And it's made me think about that a lot more in relation to there's so many opportunities, you know, and think about all the times now. I I mean, if we have that spiritual antenna, that's why I like that text, Mark, because it's like, always be prepared. You know, I love it. Get up in the morning and set my heart up to the Lord. Lord, this is your day. Let me have my spiritual antenna up. Yes, I've got plans. And yes, I've got (laughs) things I need to do. And yes, right. Yes, I've got my list and my agenda. But, oh, Lord, help me be in tune to that divine appointment. We call them that, right? And revive yeah, divine right. appointments because they're all around us. They you know? are. They are everywhere. We're looking. Yeah. It's so good. When, when I think, Ron, about this season of hope and sharing hope, I'll be honest with you, you're the first guy that comes to my mind because I've watched you share hope in situations that all of a sudden there's a right turn, a swift right turn or a swift left turn or an about mm-hmm. face or all of these things, Ron. And and I've watched you just remain calm, just give it to the Lord, remain what? calm and yeah. just 
walk out the opportunity that God presents to us because it may not have been anything that we saw coming or realized was coming, but yet when God presents an opportunity, no matter how outside the box it is, we just have to Mm -hmm. trust him and just turn around Mm -hmm. and offer hope, Ron. And that's what I've seen you model. We have to learn. It's a learned behavior, isn't it? We have to, uh, the Lord and the Holy Spirit and the teaching of his word helps us learn to think that way, you know? That helps us, and that's the beautiful thing about the Lord. You know, He helps us see hope in all circumstances. You know, He helps us no matter what we're going through in life, no matter what the struggles might be, and we all have them. Nobody gets out of here without struggles, mm. <laughs> you know, and difficulties, and even sorrows, and those very, very dark times as well. But every time we turn to the Lord, and He helps us find the hope in whatever. Whatever that situation is, and I can give a personal testimony of us raising my other two uh, as a family, having a special needs, our oldest boys, Tyler, and and he has taught Mark. You know, the hope of the Lord is what kept has kept us together, right? As as a, as a couple, as a couple, Michelle and I, as a family, uh, because God has helped us see the gifts that Tyler brings. You know, he can't mm. talk like you and I talking. You know Tyler so well. Right. He he looks different. He acts a little different, but he's so full of joy, always filled with happiness. And he has he has so much to give. You know, he doesn't carry all the baggage I carry. Right. <laughs> all the worries. All, right. He just worries about his cookies, right? You betcha. <laughs> his cookies his cookies and chocolate milk. But what we've learned from Tyler is is we've learned a lot from Tyler, you know, right. we've learned a lot on how to live life without worrying so much about everything and having hope. And, you know, I think personally, uh, he's probably been our, the biggest, uh, maybe, uh, gift in our life to challenge us with hope has been, has been Tyler. No question about that. And, uh, and so we're great. You know, it turns, hope turns everything into gratitude, you know, wow. hope helps us turn. Hope helps us turn to the Lord with gratitude for everything in our life, even the struggles. Extremely well said. Extremely well said. And so that's, uh, again, Ron, just uh, wrapping this up today. But this is so good Mm -hmm. because, listen, you have learned what hope is personally. You've had to swallow and understand and really embody hope yourself. And then in turn, turning around and, and sharing that with other people gives them that hope because hope is intangible. You can't touch it, right? Mm, you can't, you can't see yeah. it necessarily. Yeah. You just see God using it and opening our eyes mm-hmm. to things. And so I love this. And man, I wish we could talk for an hour on this, but oh, it's I know really you and good. I could, we could go for a couple hours. We probably could, Ron, <laughs> but uh, could. it's been but really no, cool. I, Mark, and that's, that's the key. You just said it right there. And I think that's something we often don't understand. And, and I know I haven't, but when people see us going through our struggles mm. with hope in Christ, with strength, with faith and never giving up, that gives them hope. It does. We may not always know that they, that they're looking, you know, I don't know who looks at us all the time with Tyler. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I pray that they, like you just said, well, God does it. Right. And so when we, we look at, other people going through their struggles and they have such faith and they have such hope that strength that gives us hope that strengthens our hope 
Well said what you said, brother. Amen. Thank you so much, Ron, again. Uh, You're welcome. For joining us today in, in the midst of your busy season. But uh, thanks for taking the time out and actually bringing hope to our hearts, bringing hope to the hearts of the listeners listening in. And, you know, it's those people that are struggling. And sometimes we go, how do they do it? Well, it boils down to hope, right? Their hope is rooted and grounded in Christ. And that Amen. pretty well says it. sure it, so. is. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And thanks, Mark, for inviting me to be a part of this with you. I love you. You're welcome. Very I love much, you. Brother. And thanks for being on the program today. You have been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at ShineFMOhio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.